2: And a very good morning to you. Welcome, Breakfast with Patton Heels. And we're brought to you by Burbank Homes, the builder you can trust. You can bank on Burbank and Hyundai, the all new Hyundai Kona N-Line. Heels, uh, good morning to you. It's good morning, a, Paddy. Could well be uh, one of the most momentous days or times in uh, our Olympic bid oh. history. I mean, well, uh, g- is we're gymnastics, awake...
3: gymnastics in the Olympics? Of course. Yeah. Big backflip, this one. It's <laughs> hey, a, it's an AOC and probably uh, Olympic committee mm-hmm. total backflip on what was presented at the pitch. Yeah, well, holy! This is a ten meter t- tower. I think uh, our listeners
2: will have plenty to say about this this morning. We'd love to hear from you. The uh, the open line will be open right the way through the show until 9 o'clock this morning, 1313.55. The text line, 0467 736 736. So basically, if you're just waking to the news this morning, is that uh, the Supremo, John Coates, the IOC Vice President, the man who was the driving force behind our bid, our successful bid to host in 2032, has basically almost torpedoed the mm. whole Gabba scenario. You're not getting it. Nah, it what are you saying? It it looks like the gabber is gone. There's been high-powered meetings. We know ex-Lord Mayor Graham Quinn, uh, for so long a voice of reason. Quirk. Uh, Graham Quirk. I always mix him up with Graham Quinn. (laughs) I've said that a couple of times. Graham Quirk. Um, He's charged with a 60-day review by the Mm. government, Uh, but he's he's had these high-powered meetings in the last 24 hours with the Games boss Andrew Liveris, with the IOC vice president John uh, Coates and, of course, the
3: AOC president, Ian Chesterman. So their delegation sounds like they just stormed into Brisbane.
2: Well, I don't know know whether (laughs) it was planned or not. Uh, But, uh, yeah, Graham Quirk will certainly be listening to them. But in a nutshell, uh, ladies and gentlemen, what we're hearing this morning is that the GABA redevelopment appears doomed. John Coates telling the Courier-Mail's Hayden Johnson for today's paper that uh, they upgrade Suncorp Stadium to around about a 60,000-seat stadium and hold both the ceremonies there, opening and closing, and we move the Athletics, which is one of the biggest money spinners of the games, if not the biggest money spinner of the games, back out to QE2, out to CUSAC. Yes. And which, is, which, of course, the hills, we turn the clock back. Hosted mm. 1992, Comp yeah. Games. Matilda yeah. Winking, that Raylene Boyle.
3: That makes sense. The CUSAC um, bit, mm. QE2, PM. People don't sort of understand. Brisbane people don't understand how close that is. Yeah, just off the freeway, good bus um, transport. Buses from Altandi Railway Station can mm. can work, um, and it's not that far. It's fifteen k's from the city, so that so that makes a lot of sense. That one, the track, the second tracks there, that the stands could could hold forty five in the day, couldn't they? When yeah. the Broncos and the state of origin, so that that's there, and the Gabba couldn't host. A, not only one track, it had to be redeveloped to get a track in mm. um, and needed a warm-up track. Yeah. And so I guess the, the opening and closing ceremonies will at least give a Brisbane flavour if this is uh, the go-ahead. Yeah. Look, Down that. Caxton Street from the city even and, and, and something running in the city as well. As uh, far as I know, not negotiable. As far as the opening and closing
2: ceremonies and the athletics must be held in the capital city. So, so we're not taking the ceremonies to Carrara, uh, and Coatsy and said that. He, he basically said, we're not moving the athletes from the village in Hamilton down the, down the freeway by whatever means possible. He said it's too big a shift for them. He said we can move them from Hamilton via the Olympic lanes, which will come into force, obviously, during the games, out to QE2, out to CUSAC fairly quickly, you know, 20, 20 30 minutes. Yeah. Which is, which is that's reasonable. So, yeah, look, as far as I know, that's always been a non-negotiable. And as I've always said to you, track and field or athletics, is you know, it, it is the biggest money spinner. Um, so, yeah, look, th- th- this is a seismic shift. So what does it do? I mean, you played all your life at the Gabba. Um, suddenly, do they spend a cent on the Gabba or does it just continue in the way it is now? And as Crash Craddock has said in the paper today, it, it, it will remain now the number five venue. I know we love the wicket. But the number 5 cricket venue in the country.
3: Yeah.
2: Um you know the really the the underneath of it is abysmal at the gabba it's well, archaic it's non-existent.
3: Yeah. underneath uh and then above is a bit archaic. But it's okay. Right. It's okay. And and what uh, John Coates is probably saying is hang on I, I was at the pitch with the premier mm. and this wasn't presented Three $3 billion wasn't presented. It was $1 billion at the time they said that the Gabbaree development would cost. Now at $3 billion and rising, the Olympic movement is getting criticised, mm. not just the government. So I don't like this. It, we, I'm going to scrap it. I'm going to say that, that doesn't make any sense anymore. The school's up us. The sports are up us. They all want, they all got their hands out. And it it's no longer $1 billion. Uh, well, John Coates saying...
2: Today, the, the GABA controversy has damaged the Olympic brand. I mean, there's strong words, heels, and, and it doesn't stack up. So it, it looks like the school stays. There's going to be, you know, rejoicing in the streets over that. Uh, whether there's any money at all spent on the GABA, don't know. They're obviously going to spend money on Suncorp to upgrade that to around a 60,000 seat stadium mm, that's for the ceremony. going ceremonies.
3: to be as disruptive as. The Gabba redevelopment.
2: Yeah, look at will it be? I mean, you know, you're talking. Well, you've got to put another streets. level on
3: stands, haven't you? Well, it does. To don't get luck. another twenty thousand in there, yeah. it's like a lounge room now, like a, a a big close to the surface lounge room, and you, I suppose you've got to go higher.
2: Yeah, well, exactly right. Open line thirteen thirteen fifty five. Stu's already
3: started, and hope it doesn't flood during the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Oh, so oh, you know
2: about that one, Coachy. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll rebuild Cusack. This is from uh, this is from Stuart Jim Boomer. He's up and about early. Uh, so they'll rebuild Cusack, and the gabba will continue to fester. There's no public transport to Cusack, and well, there's buses. Uh, disappointing result. Uh, that's in a nutshell from Stuart Jim Boomer. I'm expecting a lot more from our listeners today. Uh, the text line, 0467 736, 736. And, of course, that Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line, 131355. Uh, it's massive, massive news, mm. Hills. We've got lots more happening throughout the day. But, boy, oh, boy, when I read that late last night, as, as it started to filter out, mm. um, I thought, boy, what a seismic shift this yes. is.
3: And it was good of you this morning to chase yeah. down John Coates and, or, you know, get a message that, no, yeah. he's not talking.
2: Yeah, I think we've got. I think we've got Pete from Yoronga on the line. Pete, good morning to you. Uh, this is big news, mate, isn't it?
1: Good morning, boys. This is the best news I've heard. Ah. It should have been. It should have been out at Mancavat, the running track, away from everything. You knock down the gabba, the whole city will be at a standstill.
2: Yeah, look, that was that that was obviously brought. You're talking, you know, main main street. You're talking Vulture Street, Stanley Street, all disrupted yeah. when the gabba went. But and and the other thing, mate, is that what what's it called, Raymond Park or Pine We call it Pineapple Park, in yeah. behind the Pineapple Hotel there. The, 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 sti- yeah, yeah. Yeah, the stipulation for track and field is that there must be a warm up track. So you get that at Cusack. you get that out of QE2. They've got a beautiful warm up track. Yeah. Yeah, and they literally start there. 50 metres and they're on the, in, in the main stadium. Could, how would the Yoronga pool
3: stack up, Pete? <laughs> oh, no, no,
1: no. I don't know. But listen, Ian, I know you wanted the Gabba redeveloped, but it couldn't be done.
3: No, no. So, I, I that, don't.
1: That's a car park as it is.
3: Yes, okay. Well, well I, I mean. was looking forward to seeing how they could do it. A bit like the railway station that's being built there now, you, you know, just before you get to the Gabba outbound. And they yeah, they've done yeah, it yeah. from inside, so I was wondering whether you could get inside the gabba and start demolishing from inside. So you'd have some truck movements, but not not constant. And uh, yeah, I, I wondered if they could uh, do that.
2: All right, you, Pete. Well, you'd have well, lane
3: closures. Yeah, what well, have lane closures. Haven't control. got enough lanes on yeah. there, have we?
2: I don't think you're going to be <laughs> the only one in in support of this move. But it, it looks like John Coates has, has acted as decisively, and he he says that he's got the he's got the tick from the boss, mm. from the chairman Andrew Liveris, as well.
3: Well, it does clear the way for the cricket final yeah. at the Olympics. Bang! That's all the gabba will be used for. Yeah. So the cricket tournament
2: and the final. There's going to be some hurrying and scurrying today around the powers uh, yeah. the corridors of power. But uh, yes, uh, if you're just waking to that news, that it looks like the whole gabba redevelopment is off, and uh, we're talking, uh, we're talking moving the the ceremonies, the opening and closing to a a revamped Suncorp or an upgraded Suncorp where they can fit 60,000 in there holds 52 and a half at the oh, moment.
3: How good would that be? That stadium if it Gets done,
2: yeah. Well, it's got just a, a sensational atmosphere. Ooh. I mean, you're right on top that of it. That puts it though. in
3: in like in with the Cardiff Farms Park, whatever it's now called, the and of, yeah. and um, those great South African no. rugby stadiums. What Brisbane Live sounds it's in trouble too. Brisbane Live, which was the music event that was going to be built over the Roma Street mm. Station, two point five billion was the latest I would heard on that, and and uh, John Coach is now saying, well that. The, the Gabba was going to be renovated, uh, rebuilt and renovated for football and cricket, and then the Olympics were going to come. Right? That, we're not getting blamed for the whole re- renovation. No. And Brisbane Live too. That was going to be built by Brisbane and Queensland, and then we would drop a pool into it for the Olympics. Mm. You know we're not, we're not to blame for that being built.
2: I've tried to get hold of Coates here this morning through his people. But, uh, he's That's what so I said. Good, e- good effort, mate. He's gone for a swim. Yeah. Apparently. No no interviews just yet. Where? Where? At Chandler? Uh, no, he'll be down the
3: coast. He's just checking the pools. Eh? Uh, he'll be see? down the coast. Uh, yeah. He's just checking which pool he's going to
2: use. <laughs> Matty's uh, here. Hey, boys, the Gabba still needs a basic upgrade. Yeah, well, that goes without saying, Matt.
3: Well, hey. I can see Brisbane can take great pride in an antique. <laughs> you know, like uh, the great stadiums of the world which aged... And then had to be knocked down. Finally, had to be knocked down. But the Colosseum, yeah, like the Colosseum, <laughs> which we could still be using it. The Colosseum, uh, um, like the in Philadelphia and those places, they finally got a you know a wrecking ball yeah. through through them. But they were using it and loving it until the end. Yeah,
2: well, the text line is going off. Oh four six seven seven three six seven three six Tim. Uh, the Gabba isn't getting any newer. We know that it's going to need a major overhaul sooner rather than later. Yeah, look, it'll be interesting to see what, uh, you know, maybe uh, Greg Swan from the, the Lions and uh, Terry Svenson from Queensland Cricket say about this. I mean, um, did they have any inkling of this or has it hit us mm. pretty much? Uh,
3: They've been in very close contact yeah. with everyone and uh, I'd be surprised if they didn't fear this. Yeah. Um, but it, a big disruption. It saves a big disruption for them. Yeah. And if Suncorp's... Suncorp's successful in adding to the top of it. The Gabba could do that in the future too. Yeah. Maybe, maybe.
2: Lewis, well, I've lost some of your text here, but the uh, the, Gabba, the Gabba demolition backflip just makes sense. Renovate, rejuvenate the Gabba, increasing the capacity of Suncorp Stadium and give CUSAC a big facelift. Yeah, not hard to do out there either and, and certainly not the disruption that you were going to get to the traffic flow. Um, and whilst, whilst they're out of public transport, will be a big issue. Yeah, you're right. Really only buses out to uh, Cusack at the moment. Uh, Vanessa's walked in. Um, the, the, it is big news. It's, I mean, see, yeah. from, from my – because I love it, obviously. I love the Olympics and uh, I was looking forward to something happening at the Gabba because we know some, You know it had to be done, but – Uh, Coatsy has, uh, you know, and, (laughs) and Andrew Liveris have acted decisively by the sound of it overnight.
0: It's extremely decisive. And haven't we seen since Anastasia Palaszczuk stepped down, we've just seen this GABA demolition Feel like it's just stepping, you know, away every day. It's just anxiety becoming levels. less and less likely. <laughs>
3: the yeah. anxiety levels are going up. Right exactly.
0: Up. Um. I mean, from a fan perspective, I feel like a big issue for Lions fans. I'm putting myself in this category. Um. Speaking on behalf of people, is like we have been really concerned about what we are going to do for those four years while the demolition happens. At a time when our club is performing exceptionally well, mm. and it would be a huge blow to the club for things yeah. like ticket sales and um, fans and merch and, and all of that that comes with it. So, look, if, the, if we want to, you know, something has to happen to the Gabba, it certainly no. needs the refurb. This doesn't help the issue of in 10 years' time, the Gabba's going to be a substandard venue.
2: Yeah, it's a substandard venue pretty much well. now. I mean, yeah, oh, no, you, no, 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 no. No, I love going to watch things there. I do, but yeah. Wait, wait, you've been I've one thing to thing this week. This I've, I've also had to live downstairs with you know doing lines, interviews, and things like that, and it's archaic
3: underneath. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, archaic. The underneath. media has improved. You know, a lot of corridors oh, have yeah. improved well, yes. at yeah. the Gabba. Yeah, um, it, you're not going to change the archaicness at the underneath. That's mm. the, That is the problem.
2: Yeah. Um, Percy was on the line to imagine, imagine the, the S fight taking the athletes to and from the M1. Uh, along the M1 to Corral. That that ain't going to happen, Purs. As I said to you, ceremonies and track and field stay in the capital. What else is happening?
0: OK, there is a bit of other news around today, um, starting with youth crime, which has obviously been a huge topic this week. Now, the president of the Queensland Police Union, he says we just need some harsher rules uh, from the courts. He says this is not a police problem. It's a court's problem. So what Ian Levers wants to see is that all youth offenders who are convicted and granted bail should be given an ankle bracelet. He says to his understanding, there are only five at the moment uh, on youths in Queensland and so he says that's just not enough. Also if uh, convicted youth criminals are not Australian citizens they should face deportation if if it is a serious crime saying that's not our way of life that uh, that that should be a consequence Uh, and you know and just that media should be allowed access to some of these children's courts matters that are in the public interest and yes he also is talking to the Premier about increased um, powers for police wanding so that police can use metal detectors on people in all public places. So, look, it's certainly a key topic at the moment being talked about and uh, we'll see... If um, the premier or our other officials do step up and take any action there, mm. and look, a key site in Brisbane City could be uh, in for a big change shortly. We know the Treasury Casino was put in the market last on the market last October. Price tag two hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's obviously because of the new Queens Wharf development uh, and the new casino there. Well, Griffith University. Uh, is saying it's looking into the site. It's been looking for a CBD site. It wants to um, house about 7,000 students, 400 staff on a CBD campus, and so they're investigating Mm. that Treasury Casino site.
3: And there's a little village for the Olympics.
2: Okay. (laughs) How much is happening this morning? It's crazy. This is Breakfast with Patton Hills, uh, s q 693 AM. Open line. Love to hear from you this morning. So much to talk about. 13, 1355 or that text line 0467 736, 736. Hey, this gentleman will have a spring in his step today because uh, not only is he the boss at Albion Park Harness, but he's also one of New Zealand's greatest cricketers, former yes. test captain, and, of course, the Kiwis yesterday belted South Africa. Ken Rutherford, a very good morning to you.
4: Yeah, you know, guys. Here you go. Look, it was South Africa D, I think, Pat. But uh, thank you very much anyway.
3: <laughs> yes, but it's a good. It was a good hit, eh? You you got a chance, a good time in the middle, and the bowlers got going. Yeah,
4: look. The, the grand prize is you fellas in about two or yep. three weeks' time again. So uh, let's let's look forward to that. It was uh, a good win, though. I mean Williamson, my word, it's his appetite for runs insatiable, or what?
3: Yep. Hopefully that elbow's getting sore by the day. <laughs> 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 Gee,
4: you don't miss much, you guys, do you? <laughs> <laughs> hey,
3: <are> you hey? <laughs> no, we're all over it, mate. And uh, yeah, it'll be a great series to look forward to. You know, short form and then two tests—brilliant, brilliant, brilliant mm.
4: mate. Hey, yeah, yeah, it me... will be. Look, yeah, look, yeah, look, yeah, look, Steve, Steve Smith at the top of the order. I think that's good for us, isn't it? He also, i mean, those green wickets and. Uh, In New Zealand, I've been walking out of the Basin Reserve a couple of times. At least they had a a couple of uh, white uh, lines at either 22 yards either end. You you couldn't tell what the output was from the bloody pitch sometimes.
3: (laughs) I've never known uh, Wellington to be lively, you know, (laughs) so I'm looking forward to that too, the Basin with a bit of fire in it. And, uh, yeah, hey,
4: no. hills, hills, I've seen you down Cordy Place in so Wellington, mate. You know it's lively. Yeah,
2: that's <laughs> <all> right. <laughs> 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 look, look, can I get my plug away here? You've got to get trackside <laughs> of the creek, Brisbane's home of harness racing. The Creek, Albion Park, harness racing in the heart of the city. For details, go to thecreek.com.au. And the boss out there is uh, Ken Rutherford, loving it. Hey, you've come off the inner dominion. You've got a, you've got mm-hmm. a, you've got a pretty good horse to hang your hat on to in Queensland. Leap to fame, mate. I mean, the 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 industry must be must be pumping at the moment.
4: Yeah, if you go to thecreek.com today, you pet right now, you'll 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 see a link through the the nutrient sales, which actually sales there at Albion Park on on Sunday, kicking off at 12 o'clock, and uh, I think there's 70 lots going through the the auction. There's plenty of uh, potential leap to fame. There's leaping out of you too, if you look at the catalogue. It's a, it's a hell of a good catalogue, but you are right about leap to fame. Gee, I was the Hunter Cup last weekend, was uh, absolutely He awesome. set wide the first uh, lap and a half, and went to the front with about a round to go, and uh, and just kicked the heads, and so it was a great performance. and. Yeah, Queensland harness is uh, on, a, on a real, real rise at the moment, Pat. No doubt on the back of what was a truly memorable December and the ID Twenty Three.
3: Yeah, and uh, Roddy, you're nearly through your first season in harness, and th- do you break for for a little period at any stage?
4: Gee, uh, Hills, we don't really have a season as such. I mean, there's about 150 meetings the Albion Park, and they're from January the first to December the thirty-first. And the only sort of routine about it is that every Tuesday, Friday and, and Saturday, Saturday night's being our big go, as you can imagine. So there's no real break. I mean, we're already starting to plan now towards uh, the big winter carnival starting in July, where we're very hopeful we'll leave the be around. And uh, the Blacks are fake. The, the Group 1 on the last uh, Saturday in July is going to be the big go. So planning's already well advanced uh, with all our partners, including SCN, uh, for what should be a hell of a good uh, winter carnival in July, fellas.
2: Now, what about the move? Will it, will it eventually happen uh, down to Norwell?
4: Well, I just I just heard what you were just saying there about uh, the Gabba, Pat, and uh, it's fluid at pick the pick moment, the Kenny. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, so, so, so is the Albion Park. It's it's pretty fluid, I understand, at the moment too. Uh, you might know, say, uh, our good friend Crash, wrote an article in the Courier Mail a couple of days ago, uh, suggesting the Albion Park's future still. Kind of being, uh, you know, dealt with, uh, conversed about at, at the higher levels, the high echelons of Queensland state government. So your guess is as good as mine, really. But I mean, if I was having a bet, uh, moving from Albion Park was probably hundred or one a year ago. It's probably more into single figures close now. Right. Okay. I, All right.
3: Yeah, I, I knew there was going to be walkways through there to the village and green space, and uh, you know those big box gymnastic and weightlifting stadiums. And uh, yeah, you've had you've had everything designed on you on that land, haven't you, um, mate? Yep. You're, you're saying the the industry's fine. Eh? Like, like, and does that include let's breeding, racing, and retiring of horses?
4: Yeah, all of that. I mean, animal welfare heels these days is such a big part of uh, not just harness racing, but the three codes, yes. uh, the, the greyhounds as well as the the, the two equine codes. It's uh, a hell of an important thing. Yeah, it, it is going well. The only thing that's probably on the the, the redometer in terms of uh, the, the temperature being high is just the wagering on it, and uh, whether we like it or not, the wagering is, is is kind of your backbone of the whole industry. Really, how much people punt on on the three codes, and uh, that's just. Yeah, you know, looking a bit dicey at the moment, so okay. it is down. Uh, harness racing, oddly enough, is, is down a, a lesser percentage than the other two codes, but that's the only kind of alert at the moment. Everything else seems to be going pretty well. Uh, the sales are often a really good indicator of how how healthy a sport is or how, how healthy racing is, so let's see how the sales go this Sunday.
2: Good stuff. All right, Kenny, thank you, mate, and I know you're going to join us on a monthly basis here, so we'll get to trackside of the creek, Brisbane's home of harness racing, right here and virtually in the CBD. For details, go to thecreek.com.au. Yep. Ken Rutherford, thank you.
4: Thanks, dudes. Have a great day, guys. Cheers.
2: Yeah, and don't forget, what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit thegamblinghelponline.org.au. Hey, we're going to talk a little bit of BMX now. We've, we've been promoting this uh, right the way through the last couple of weeks. It's it's massive. Uh, it's the UCI BMX World Cup, Brizzy. 24 and 25 out at the Sleeman Centre. That if you haven't been out there, go out and have a look at at the facilities they've got out there. And the BMX facilities are just uh, sensational. Olympian and uh, our Australian BMX team manager, Luke Bedill, is joining us. Luke, um, it's exciting, mate, isn't
5: it? Yeah, it is. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. It's a a huge time of year. Um, Olympics aren't far away around the corner. And, um, yeah, we've got a lot of World Cup events coming up and some big points for our country to gain.
3: Yeah, at least someone's got some
5: facilities.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Luke, how how long has there been your pathways-type job in BMX?
5: Um, It is something that's being slowly created. Obviously, BMX hasn't been uh, in the Olympics for a long period, so 2008 was the first one, and um, we've just seen the pathway slowly build and develop over time. So obviously, like a lot of sports, our goal is to try and have Um, a strong pathway for the riders to come through and have the best opportunity to represent their country at the game.
2: Hey, in my time with with, uh, the television side of things, I I met a few of the young ones coming through. They they can virtually travel the world with this sport, can't they?
5: Yeah, it's a little bit different to other sports where um, some sports obviously you have to make selections into teams and, and it takes a long process. And BMX is a little bit different where you can get a license and almost go to a world championships or a World cup um, uh, almost instantly making selections into teams a little bit harder but it definitely gives you the freedom to uh, travel internationally uh, earlier in your career and experience so um, good 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 and bad as well because it does speed up that development a little bit quicker
3: yeah and and the age range is unbelievable. It's it's bigger than swimming. You know, the swimming teams go from 14 to 33. You, your talent is five to about master's ages.
5: Yeah, we do. It's, it is a big range, and that's why they call it a family sport. So we've actually got, they call them mini wheelers, so from two to five years old, so on the balance <laughs> bike heading around. And then, um, yeah, some of our riders are up to 70-plus. So it's one of those sports where uh, – Kids, uh, parents take their kids out to have a go, and then uh, they end up signing up themselves to have a ride. So uh, it, it is a great atmosphere.
2: And of course, there was a fascination during the the Tokyo Games with the Sakakabaras. Uh Their story captivated the nation, didn't it?
5: It did, and um, yeah, really, uh, really great family, and yeah, their their culture and and what they've done for the sport's been amazing as well. Kai, unfortunately, with his accident, um, yeah, was, was a big uh, big step in the sport, but. His sister, so, is doing a fantastic job and a really strong potential for us to win a medal at the game. She
3: she might have even surprised herself, the courage she showed to win the Worlds again in October 23. Eh? Um, where do our our athletes sit in the world rankings and standings?
5: Um, it's really tight at the moment, so that's what's probably the most exciting about these World Cups coming up. So the the girls are currently sitting in fifth place. Um, where they can select uh, two riders to go, and the men are currently in eight. But um, within the top 10, it's literally only a, a few hundred points difference. And mm-hmm. when they can win 500 points at these World Cups, uh, we'll definitely see some shifting over the next few weeks, which um, is probably coming down to some of the tightest selections we've seen. So it's, it's definitely going to be cut, cutthroat for a lot of these countries.
2: Uh, great to chat. Just quickly give us an overview of what we're going to see. So if you're a, a BMX novice and you want to go out and watch the world's best, Brisbane, 24 and 25 out there at the Sleeman Centre, Brisbane, SX. what are they going to see and how many how many competitors? Uh,
5: well, they're going to see the best riders in the world, so um, potentially the, the Olympic gold medalists and all will be there because they're trying to qualify right now. Um, anyone that hasn't seen the sport is extremely um, high action with uh, a lot of jumps, uh, a lot of crashes. Um, and a lot of riders just battling to try and get to that spot. Um, again, they're going to see some various ages if they're out there for the whole weekend with the National Series going on. Um, but, yeah, definitely if they get out to Fleming or if they want to find more out about it, if they jump onto the BMX world, Cup um, cupbrisbane.com.au website, they can get tickets and head out and uh, check it out themselves.
2: Brilliant mm-hmm. to the chat, Luke. Thanks, for, And I know we'll catch up here hopefully before the event as well, mate. Thank you.
5: Thanks, Luke. Thanks for having me.
2: Luke uh, Luke Maddell there, Luke Maddell, Australian BMX team manager. Brought to you, of course, this uh, UCI BMX World Cup in Brisbane, 24 and 25 at Brisbane, Essex. So at the end of this month, get your tickets now. Footy could easily be starting this weekend. The AFL is leaving Feb to be wasted, I think. I mean, the NBL have a magnificent vacancy to fill with February. So they're looking after February. They're going to have February all to themselves, the NBL, and it's great for the NBL. They must love it. No one wants 50 over cricket in Feb by the looks of things. You could either start the season earlier, you could play pre-season games this coming weekend, you could make it a 30-week AFL season if you wanted to. You could have an extra bye in the middle of it. Uh, You could have, well, you could play everyone twice starting this weekend and finish the season in October. There's all those options for the AFL. You can bring back the knockout comp. You could have a knockout comp where the kids are going to be played across the next couple of weeks.
4: Feb's wasted. Now on Breakfast with Patton Heels. Heels gets his gloves off.
3: Yeah, cricket, how are we going to keep February? Those pesky eyes of the AFL have gazed <laughs> lovingly at February with romantic thoughts of a 30-game season without even asking their players. They believe in their competition and their sport. So what can cricket devise to finish their season's high profile th- th- that, uh, that shows that they believe in their sport or... Uh, you know, are they especially, you know, tests and on un- on a season where the tests have been particularly underwhelming? Uh, are we happy to not use February for more than just shield play? Um, so that's what cricket's got to decide. The footy panel shows haven't started in February. The football itself is under strength and highly modified. A good time for a cricket show to wrap up the year and look to the year to come. Look at the year to come. Co-hosted by a work experience current player, i.e. Fraser McGurk. Get him in with an experienced host and and start acknowledging all sorts of achievers for the year that has just passed. Now, on the field, could cricket try two conference weekends, an east and a west? The east being Tasmania, New South Wales, Queensland. Uh, the West being WA, South Australia and Victoria, um, and a state T20 comp, two games in that week each weekend and a final. Then the two finalists the next weekend play off uh, at a chosen venue, whether it be a home venue for one of them or a chosen one uh, up front. International imports could be drafted, paid for, and need one or two uh, per team only if the teams want them. Some teams mightn't want want any imports. And, you know, you need to keep them for two weekends long, maybe a week before that, but that's about all. Um, Huge, if it's our own stars and, and they were home and looking to hone their skills for their IPL, which is in April and about to expand, Um, So a great experience for them to get ready for the massive Indian Premier League. Of course, broadcasters need to be keen, sponsors happy to contribute for the exposure this would bring, and fans sound it out. Then, the third weekend I'm talking about, state of origin. Cricket, because it's not a high-contact sport, can play Two State of Origin contests, Queensland v. New South Wales and Victoria v. South Australia, for example, on that last weekend in different venues. So before the last round of Sheffield Shield resumes, after the State of Origin game, two, re- two really good February chances to get to the Gabba one more time.
2: We're going to chat uh, Brisbane Bullets. I've got a, a couple of big games coming up in the next week, Healds. Uh, uh, yeah, they're Big triangle. on the cusp. Nathan Sobig, uh, their main man. Uh, very good morning to you, Nathan. It's, uh, it's sort of sink or survive the next week, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've got to win these uh, two games and, and really um, get ourselves in that door and um, start with tomorrow night um, against Adelaide.
3: Yeah, how has well, how have the games against Adelaide been this year for you?
1: Yeah, so we've split the series so far. Um, We won at home in the first game of the season and then went down there on Christmas Eve and they um, got the better of us that game. So, um, yeah, looking forward to tomorrow
2: night. Yeah, and you'll hear that game, if you can't make it out to Nissan Arena, you'll hear it live from 6 o'clock right here on SEN. Uh, And then you've got the Breakers next Friday night. So, you know, first steps first. Uh, Get over Adelaide and uh, And keep the momentum going, but the, the overview of the season I mean, you've come off a couple of tough years, but there seems to be quite a few positives coming out of this year from from all I read.
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean the club um has done a great job this year, both on and off the floor, and we continue to build that aspect but um at the same time, like we've got one focus at the moment, and that's getting back into the playoffs so we're ready to go, and we know the challenge ahead of us for tomorrow night. But like you said, the club's done a, a, a lot to, um, to get back in the position we are and, and compete for the final series. So we'll continue to keep working on that, and we just got to take care of business
3: tomorrow night. Yeah, don't tease us again, mate. You're always just <laughs> teetering on the edge of the finals for the last couple of years, mate. Hey, when did, when did we lose Jason Cadee to Adelaide?
1: yeah he went down to adelaide. this is his first year yeah. down in adelaide so um
3: last season was his last one with us and did did that have to happen or would we have preferred to retain him
1: um there obviously there's a few things that go with it um him obviously having a family and stuff and what's yeah. best for him, but also um new coaches new um CEO and sort of new environment, and um, that's the, their, their decision on what they want to do and the players they want to bring in. So um, there's a few aspects to it, but um, yeah, at the end of the day, um, we're we're ready to go and we're playing against him. So he's on the other team, so we're we're, we're not friends for that
2: time. The game's going on. <laughs> he's going down. A bit of white line fever. <laughs> hey, uh, Justin Schuller, give us give us your take on the on the coach.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love Justin. What he's done, um, what he's bring in this year, and really changed it. Like I said, he's been a big part of um, us getting back into that and in that position, of being both on and off the floor. And he's just bring in. He's come in from a winning culture, obviously down in Melbourne, and, and knows what it takes at that level to to win championships. So uh, the habits on a daily basis is something huge that he's bring in, and. He's held us accountable to that, and, and it's real. we've really seen um, the positive
3: signs of that. Mm. Because the, the season does ebb and flow, doesn't it? Uh, and, and you're not without those ebbs and flows. Uh, first of all, how's your knee?
1: Yeah, no, the knee's all good. Yeah, and obviously there is, like you said, ups and downs with the season, and, and you can go from, like we have, sitting in basically tied to third to moving to sixth um, in the space of a week, and that's just the way the league is. It's so tough right now, and it doesn't really matter what um, you do. You've got to come up to show. It doesn't matter who you're playing each week. you really got to come up with your A game to come away with the win.
3: Yeah, it's a good call. Your season's been outstanding, um, and, and so there's been that knee and the severe pressure that every opponent has on you. You're You're wearing a big target these days.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean... I enjoy that, I guess, pressure and and target. And it's about um, figuring out ways that we can affect winning and things like that moving forward. It's not always about the scoring and stuff anymore. It's it's more about whatever we can do to try and uh, come away with the win and whatever I can do to help winning um, is what I'm all about.
2: You got to worry about a game tomorrow night, but can I can I just give you a hypothetical? What about Olympics, mate? You're in an Olympic year. You know, you're you're always in the conversation, and we know the Americans are, are going to take this deadly serious. They've named what a squad of about forty of the the greatest players that ever played the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, they do have a like a, a big pool to choose from and whatnot, and some very high talented players. That's for sure. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it's never going to get taken lightly for anyone. But, um, yeah, we'll do the same thing with Australia and put our best team forward and we'll see what happens.
3: Yeah, we should sit. You, you, does Australia sit quite comfortably in the, the top five these days?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think um, over the years um, we've proven how good we are, our uh, both... Um, in Australia and internationally and the guys we have in the NBA. So, uh, and then we've got some high um, up-and-coming talent in the NBA. Well, I wouldn't even call them up-and-coming talent anymore. They're, they're highly talented players and um, they'll be ready to go this uh, Olympic campaign.
3: Yeah, and I guess, so Adelaide, we've talked about the series you've had with them. New, New Zealand have resurged, haven't they? They had a great year last year. And and they were nowhere earlier in this season, but they're right in your triangle, all hunting finals.
1: Absolutely. I mean, like I said, from last week, I think it was from third to eighth, um, we're all around maybe one or two game difference. So yeah. if you have a bad week or um, weekend, you find yourself floating around from that, that fourth mark to sometimes even out of that top six. So... It is, um, it is a tough uh, ladder, I guess, in where the, the sitting position is. But at the end of the day, like, like I said earlier, we just got to worry about tomorrow night and take care of business.
2: Yeah, I really appreciate your time today. The, the Bullets main man, Nathan Sobey, joining us. Um, as you said, take care of business in the next two, starting with the, uh, the Adelaide 36ers tomorrow night at home at Nissan Arena. So get out there if you've got a chance. If you can't get out there, you'll hear it right here on SEN from 6 o'clock. But uh, effectively, win the next two and you make the playoffs. It'll be fantastic, Nathan. Sounds easy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nah,
1: thanks, fellas. Appreciate it.
2: Thanks, guys. The text line, as I said, it's been going off this morning with this news, uh, the upgrade on what's happening with the Gabba uh, and other venues around the place. It's not locked in, set in stone yet, but boy, uh, when John Coates talks, plenty of people listen. Oh four six seven seven three six seven three six. Who better to go to Hills and to get a gauge on on all of this is uh, our finest sports writer and crash Craddock, Robert <laughs> Robert Craddock from the Courier Mail. Crash, um, big, big news, broken by the Courier Mail this morning, front page, inside, back page, etc. Um, it looks like the Gabba redevelopment is off the cards.
6: Yeah, it does, and I think you've read it well, Pat. John, coach, is so influential. Look, the, cricket's the big loser out of this. Let's just say that candidly. I mean, uh, I think that this sentences the Gabba to be the number five test venue in Australia for the next 20 years. So you know that's a setback. They were counting on this, and they thought they had it, and it's gone. But um, it just became political poison, to gather, Pat, the gaba yeah. Pat. The redevelopment, like, so with an election looming this year, but neither side, both sides, were sort of terrified, given the public's more concerned about youth crime, cost of living, housing. And, and redoing a sports stadium was very much down the list.
3: And there was a lot more to do than just the, the one stadium too. Um, what, has it been made easy, therefore, to the state government by the the Olympic committees?
6: Well, it, it, no, it hasn't. But uh, there's a few different threads to it, Hills, isn't there? Like Suncorp Stadium now looks like getting the opening ceremony and closing ceremony, which I <laughs> no one was pushing for that, honestly. And yeah. that means the athletics can't be there. It'll have to go to Nathan. And, you know, so it's it's a bitsy sort of thing. But, but they asked a lot of the governments, uh, but uh, the government was in for it. And, yes. and the fed, federal government is half funding it. So, uh, unfortunately, it's just the way it is.
2: Do we know, and I know that's probably... Too early to ask about funding now, but with, you know, obviously the the number that was bandied around continually was the two point seven for the uh, two point seven billion for the Gaba. Then there was the school, which created the emotion and the passion about the the debate. That looks like it's off the off the uh, the map now, and you know, there'll there'll be hundreds of millions spent, but that'll uh, be spent apparently at SunCorp and and apparently at Nathan.
6: Yeah, it, it, it's. It's an interesting one because they'll get away with a fraction of that spending at Suncorp. It's not a – Patty, you've been to a million games. Suncorp never struck me as a classical venue for the opening ceremony of the Olympics. I have to say it. You know, and I put it in a piece this morning, people walking down Caxton Street from China, Japan, Malaysia, (laughs) Germany, saying, who's that statue? Who's this guy? Wally Lewis? I've never heard of him. (laughs) So there there is that. And, and Pat, the other point I'll, I'll, I'll ask you about is, they're saying that, and I get this too, they're saying, oh, well, the, the, the Athletic Centre at Nathan was the great white elephant out of the 1982 Commonwealth Games. Let's be honest about that. It's done nothing in 40-odd years, really. It's just sat there. And sure, it's been functional, but it has been grandiose in no way at all. And I can see that being the case again because they're saying, oh, we'll leave that as a legacy uh, athletics stadium. Really? For what? The, state, the Queensland Championships? Like there's no major sport. Tell, well, I'll put it to you, Pat. Tell me the major sport that will develop, will, will benefit greatly from a redeveloped uh, stadium at Nathan. Yeah, games. You're, you're right, Crash. You,
2: you won't need something that big and something of that magnitude uh, to going forward, going forward. Given that we have a, a stadium already built that hosts AFL and cricket, and we have a, a you know a, a world class stadium that holds. Uh, the rugby league and the you know the the rectangular sports. So yeah, you look, you're right. But something's got to be done uh, to host the track and field because it's a massive mo- uh, money spinner for the games. And you know when you know as part of the deal, you have to have a training track. So it it ticks a lot of boxes. Whether look where, what they can do with it post. I don't know. I mean, they're going to have to become a little
3: more innovative. They are yeah, using well, it. Is will that be the best athletics track and facility in the country if when redone?
6: Oh, it, it, it If it's not, it's an absolute crime yeah, because that's right. that it has to be state of the art. It has to be superb. It has to be the pace setter, and that's fine. And I love that. You know the fact that. You know, it's not a bad idea developing out there, but I'm just saying we can't kid ourselves that it's a major legacy project. The Gabba was a major legacy project. Yes. Cricket and AFL were going to benefit from it, but that's off the table now and they'll have to make other arrangements. And as I said, that won't get a dollar spent on the Gabba before the game. So there's eight years and the state will be so impoverished after <laughs> it. You, you, you don't reckon you'd, you wouldn't want to be going in for a renovated stadium in the few years after it. So, that's why heels and you've been on the Queensland board, you will have to, cricket board, you will have to address this, that for the next 20 years, the Gabba, which has been left behind by Adelaide and Perth, they've been redeveloped, and, of course, Sydney and Melbourne are high up the list, will be the number five venue in Australia. That's just a fact.
3: We might be number six if you throw Marvel. If they get Marvel's facility right, the on-field facility, we could be number six. Are we? Yeah. Are we, are our attitudes big enough here? A crash, you know, can we do this? Can we carry this Olympics off well enough for the good of our city without a stadium more than 60,000?
6: Yeah, it's – well, John Coach reckons that the days the crazy big stadiums are gone. Heels, mm-hmm. if you said to me what worries me, it's simply this. And, Paddy, you know this. When you're a small city, the Olympics defines you forever. I mean, when I say Helsinki, what do you think? Olympics. Mm. When I say Atlanta, what do you think? Olympics. And that'll be Brisbane. That's our our definition, our signature for the rest of, you know, for the next 50 years because we're a small city. It's not the same as Paris and London. They've got a 1,000 things going on over there. They're defined by so many different things, the Eiffel Tower, London, you know, Winston Churchill, you name it. But if you get it right that reputation sparkles for decades. If you get it wrong, like Atlanta did, Pat, you know, you were there. It was just stuff up. you never quite get over it. Yeah. Atlanta still lives with the stigma. I think we can do it, and I don't mind this plan. I've got great confidence in Graeme Quirk, the former Lord Mayor, who at the moment is nutting it out. He's a good, sensible guy, and, and I think that I, I get where they're going with this. And the, the trouble is, each plan has a little few thorns on it. Nothing's yeah. perfect, is it?
2: And, and that, that happens in every host city, to be fair, Crash. But, look, I spoke to Andrew Liveris over the Christmas break and uh, did an interview with him. He, the two games that he sorted out were Barcelona in 92 and then London um, in 2012. Barcelona in particular because at the time it was a tier two world city. He said, have a look at it now. Yep. Everyone that goes to yep. Spain has to go to Barcelona. And he's right and and and, mm. and then, with London, he said it's the way they did their infrastructure inside a massive global city. So those were the two points that he he brought up. But you know Barcelona, put it on par with Brisbane. Um, we are a two, tier two world city. There's no doubt about that. We would love to you know grow up and become a tier one world city and become you know highly attractive to tourists the minute they set foot in Australia. But I, I look, I, I do agree with you with QE two,
3: but I think you know maybe we've got to cop some pain. To, to sort this out. And we've got to get some content there. They've got to work hard at mm. what content this new facility is going to attract. Mm. There needs to be world championships. There needs to be Commonwealth Games every time the athletics come to Brisbane. Mm-mm.
6: Yeah, I, I want to, because it sat out there, and let's be honest, it, it's just, it was the ultimate white elephant, and yeah. 2 for all those years. The Broncos went there for a while, but yeah, you know, I mean, it was just. It was it, it, it just didn't sort of do anything. And, and that can't happen again, you know. And it, I get it. I get why they've moved on for the Gabba. And cricket will cop its rough medicine. And it had – I'm looking at all the comments. I wrote a story overnight and I saw all the comments below it. And there's no affection for that renovation of the Gabba. Uh, and that saddens me because I was really hoping this could change cricket and move up the Gabba to sort of pass Perth and, and, you know, up towards Adelaide, but it won't happen. So, okay, we move on. Yes.
2: I'm like you. You know, I would have loved to have seen the Gabba done done up, but it it looks like that is just straight out off the books now.
3: Have you ever heard any whispers about private ownership of a stadium crash, maybe out towards the airport?
6: No, I, I, I haven't healed, so I just don't think that'll be part of the equation. It sounds as if you have, have you? Have no, you heard that? no oh. but you
3: know the old thing, like you don't make big money out of sport unless you own your own stadium. So, yeah. but, so is there a conglomeration uh, of high net worth people that might be interested enough? Not, not so much for the Olympics, but the next time we need to move the Gabba in 20 years' time, wh- 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 what are we earmarking? You know, that that needs to be thought about now.
6: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Look, it's interesting. It's funny, when I think of owning stadiums, I think of connections with India. I remember once, a random story, I was doing Matthew Hayden's book and I, and I was on in the IPL for a couple of weeks and the Victorian officials, Sean Graff and those blokes, were there talking to Indian owners about sponsorship. Yes. And one of the owners, he was so wealthy, he said, you play at the MCG, don't you? And uh, he was. then he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said... Would it ever be for sale? I'd love to buy
3: it. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Now we're talking there's
6: some, and I thought that's the sort of guy you see only in Hoppy's car
3: wash.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Here's one from Pat. Here's one for your boys. Sell Doom and Racetrack, build a stadium there, then it can become the home of Australian soccer after it's finished. The racing can uh, upgrade Deegan into a city midweek. Yeah, you still need two I don't know, you still need two Saturday tracks.
6: Yeah, Yeah. and Pat, one thing I will say is, too, one thing I am cheering for, Albion Park trots, I'm so hoping they can stay where they are, and the plan for basketball can move to somewhere like Boondall, because the trots look like being shunted down to Normal near the Gold Coast, and I think it could really hurt the industry, and Ken Rutherford, who you had on your show uh, about an hour ago, the boss of Albion Park, he's doing a good job, and I think If they stay at Albion Park and put housing on it like they do at Eagle Farm, it could regenerate the whole industry.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're right. And the other thing, although the move to Norwell, very, very close to Yatla Pies crash. Only a thought. <laughs> <laughs> Only a thought. Well, there
6: is a secret, There is that secret benefit.
2: I'll give you that. <laughs> hey, great to get your take. I mean, your your stories today and the stories right through the Courier, have you've already seen, have evoked massive reaction. I think this is one, you know, maybe with the exception of the day after the grand final loss, this is one of our biggest reactions via Twitter and uh, and, and calls today. Um, yeah. And, yeah, look, most of them, a lot of them, are... are uh, a, a pro not touching the gabba or not mm. spending the two point yep. seven billion at the gabba. Hey, crash.
3: Yeah, have, mm. have have you got an affection for Hermits, Hermans, Hermits? <laughs> Hermans,
6: Hermits. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what was That song. No milk today. My love has gone away. Yeah, that's no. Good. Well, yeah. Cra- uh,
3: Murray has texted in with Albion Park changes and possible infrastructure. I heard a whisper two years ago, um, uh, and you know he says, "P.S. Crash, Hermans, hermits at Twin." Twin Town soon. So, oh, yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be there. But, uh, but but just one last one, uh, Pat, as someone who has been to so many Olympics, when you see this plan today, is it thumbs up, thumbs down, or thumbs in the middle? Like you, you've seen it all and, and just – your gut feeling. I mean, I, I don't love parts of it, but I do think it's workable. Sports, right, I well, what, what do you think?
2: Let me sit on the fence. I mean, I'm probably thumb sideways at the moment because the romantic in me would have loved to have seen the Gabba redeveloped and, and made yeah. into, into a genuine world-class stadium. Um, but the realist in me... Knowing that we just yep. simply haven't got 2.7 billion, you've mentioned it. You know, we've got so many things going on. We've got youth crime. We've got housing crisis. You know, we've got cost, cost of living, living crisis, etc. 2.7 was unpalatable to the bulk of Queensland citizens. So, if
3: we have to find another plan, I think this is about as good as it gets. But it's still a little bit in the air because can Suncorp be done, and and how disruptive oh, it, it is that going to be done?
6: No, no, they'll get that done. They'll work on one side of it, and they'll do it selectively, yeah. and and they'll have a reduced capacity. But but it won't be the the uh, the absolute bun fight that the Gabba would have been. But it's just little things float through your mind. though. What about the Cross River Rail? That was sort of designed to have yeah, this I great know. Gabba precinct and part of it. I mean, that's billions and billions of dollars. And Pat, when you said two point seven billion, I keep reminding myself of this: one billion. Is a thousand million, yeah. and I just picture one thousand bags of a million dollars. But that's how you've got to do it. And yeah. you think of how one of those bags would go if it's it's injected into youth crime and things like that. And we're all on edge after the stabbing of that poor beloved grandmother at Ipswich the other day. I can get that argument. Like right? yeah. you know, it's a, it's a fair point.
2: Mm. Yeah. Mm. Crash. We can talk for for ages, but uh, look, it, it seems like. That the power brokers have made their move. It's a decisive move, and we'll see how it unfolds mm. and how palatable it is to the Queensland public uh, in the next 48 hours or so. Mate, um, thank you. You're always so generous. We, we love having you on. Thanks, Christian. No it's
6: Pleasure. Thanks a lot, guys. All the best.